Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be here. It's an honor and joy for me to be here. Pastor Carlos Medina and his wife and Pastor George and the rest of the team. Um, they're wonderful people um, in our personal life, in our family life, and in our church. Uh, we are truly proud when we talk about it that we are part of Elohim in terms of meeting here. We never felt that we are renting this facility. We always felt like uh, uh, we're part of the family. I don't mean to say in just front of you just to make you happy. I really mean it. Uh, our church folks feel it. Uh, and uh, I, when I move around in the Queen's section in the Assemblies of God, uh, we really feel proud to say that we, we meet at Elohim Church, you know. Uh, that, that wonderful, cool building and a beautiful building. It's, it's always an honor for us to represent us uh, part of Elohim. And uh, uh, not only that, uh, when we uh, need of, uh, you know, talking about church things and some matters we want to talk about and uh, mission things we want to talk about, the problems of the church we talk about, it's so easy for us, me and Pastor Carlos, we can openly talk about because he has such a heart. Uh, uh, he, he's, uh, his heart is beyond uh, Spanish, let me tell you. <laughs> And I see him, he is a little bit of Punjabi in between. <laughs> praise God. Yeah, praise God. And um, the Lord is so good. He's doing powerful things. And I myself already uh, been ministering myself, uh, hearing the testimonies and the vision and looking at the flags up here and uh, the videos. You already inspired me so much, you know. Uh, before I say something, you already ministered to me, and uh, I've been a missionary uh, since 1996. I'm not, I'm not too old, but I'm <laughs> I came in the ministry. Well, I was a very little, tiny young man. Uh, from my parents' side, uh, none of them ever been a, a pastor, a preacher, a prophet, ever, ever. Um, my 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 older sister, she was. Um, hidden believer and I was the second one praise the Lord glory to God uh, praise God and I was the second one who got saved uh, uh, it was tough rough time uh, for the family uh, they thought that I'd gone crazy. Uh, uh, they thought that uh, I've been brainwashed. Uh, they thought um, uh, I'm kind of lost my mind and uh, uh, I was threatened uh, so many times uh, in the ministry while I became a missionary. Uh, but thank God, God is good. He's always good. And it's uh, it's a joy to, when we serve such a living God who, who, who's a living. He, he walks with you. He talks to you. He speaks to you. He, he's around you. He's in you. You know, such a God who, I, I come from a land uh, where people have multiple millions of gods. 
you know, in one religion just have 333 millions of gods. You mean uh, for rising up different gods, sleeping different gods, you're going to job different, that's uh, full of gods. And uh, in the midst of all that, uh, when Jesus pops up and, and he shows his power, it's entirely different. You see, Jesus is beyond all, supersedes every power of darkness. When he comes to you, he, he changes you everything, and he changes your atmosphere, he changes your lifestyle, he changes everything. Mission is all about is what Jesus does in our life. What Jesus is, he's beyond a human being can think about when it comes about religion. Religion does give you all kind of do's and don'ts, what you do and what you should not do. But when Jesus comes, he doesn't give you duties and all kind of responsibility, he just gives you life. When he gives you life and the life makes you to do things what he wants you to, to do. And it just happens so that you begin to do things what he wants you to do because his life lives in you. But when he lives in you, he makes you to do what he wants you to do. And that's beautiful things. You don't have to force yourself to do things. You don't have to force yourself to do five times in a day. You want to pray or no, sometimes you miss one and you feel guilty about it. It's not about that. It's what Holy Spirit leads you to do. You just feel like, you know, I need to pray. I need to read Bible. I need to go to church. You just happen so that within you, Holy Spirit change you, transform you, lead you through. And I'm so glad that this morning I'm part of this mission weekend. Praise God. It's a powerful thing. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about all the time this stuff because this makes changes in the community, in the family, in the young, in the old, and even in the frozen one, the Lord gives life and they change and transform. Amen? Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. This morning, uh, the Lord put in my heart to talk up from uh, uh, the letter of Romans. It's a powerful letter written by Paul to the church in Rome, Italy, and... Uh, uh, you might have heard the saints, seven saints of Jesus. Have you heard about it? I'm saints of Jesus? Have you heard any time? Jesus said, I'm the light. Jesus said, I'm the true light. All that. But I'm not talk, going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about Paul's I am saints. Paul says in the letter of Rome, uh, written to Rome, very powerful. And I think this will help us to understand even mission more better. Turn with me the letter of Paul written to Rome chapter 1 and verse 14 very very powerful letter and full of doctrines and the life uh, how a person should be living and we're going to learn together it's a powerful anointed letter because it gives you such a strong uh, anointing and it begins chapter 1 and verse 14 Paul says like that it's a, I'm the debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He is talking about gospel. Amen? What he's saying that I'm the debtor. You know, he's saying that I need to make some payments. You know, like your phone bill comes, your mortgage comes, your rent comes, and all that bills comes. And I feel like, you know, it's about to time to, I have to write a check. I have to make a payment. So he's saying that what I have in my life, what I have received, the gospel, the Jesus, the healing, the deliverance. I'm not caring for myself. I feel like I need to pass it on. Because it's not that I have a choice to do that i'm commanded to do, do that i'm it's imperative i have to do that if i don't do it 
you know, something else will happen. The penalty will, you know, we have to pay penalty. You have to pay more money. If you don't pay bill on time, you know that something else will happen. He feel like that. It's not by choice that, you know, I feel like, I don't feel like to sharing my testimony. I don't feel like calling myself believer. I don't feel like today going to the church. I don't feel like worshiping. It's, it's all about feelings. You know, all Western church somehow, somehow led by the feelings. You feel like, I, I need to go there. I need to go there. I need to go. I need to drink that. I need to be part of that. All about feeling. Paul is telling, no, it's not about feelings. It's not about feeling. Whether you feel or not, you are commanded. You, it's imperative. It's a commission. It's a commission. You don't have a choice. If you don't do it, it's going to, the things are going to pile up. If you don't share your testimony, if you don't talk about Jesus, you hide some hidden disciples. You know, some people are hidden disciples because of the problem, the situation. But in Western world, we are hidden by choice. We are hidden by choice. It's not that somebody's going to kill you. It's not that you, uh, you're in a danger. We are hidden believers in school, colleges, you know, beautiful Kayaf ministry. God bless you. Amen. But sometimes we believers, uh, Christians, somehow hide our identity and we don't want to show that we are believers and we don't want to talk about our testimony. We think that it's just happened that, uh, you know, it's just happened. We make our testimony so little and we think that it's not that big to share. But let me tell you, when you talk about Jesus, it's not about little or big, it's all about Jesus. He has to be glorified. He has to be lifted up. And once the church begins to do that, that we are in, in, we are in debt if we don't do our part. Then it won't be, we don't be looking for missionary. We're looking for the church as a mission. We all will be missionary. There will be a little bit missionary and the bigger missionary and the bigger and the oldest. And there will be missions all over. Amen. And Paul is telling it to the church. He's not telling it to some missionaries. Hey guys, I'm a missionary. Yeah, you become a missionary. I'm a debtor. You. No, no. He's telling it to the church. Church for believers. Believers, this is me. I'm a debtor to the gospel. I'm debtor to the people that if I don't share, I feel guilty. I feel pressurized. I feel so much I have to be doing. I'm not doing. Something is missing. If I don't do that, something is not right with me. Believer the church, if we don't share Jesus, if we don't talk about church and Christ in church, something is not right with us. Amen? Something is not right with us. Paul is telling, I feel I'm a debtor. I'm a debtor. I need to pass on. I need to make that deposit of gospel to somebody's life. This morning, what we hear about others doing is not about others doing. It's all that we all should be doing together in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God. I'm gonna he- I want to carry on to further his, his, some of his sayings. So chapter 1 verse 15 says that. Let, let me read with you. Okay, so much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He's now, first he's saying, I'm a debtor, and now he's saying, I'm ready. Praise God. He's saying in other NIV version, New International Version says that I'm eager. You know, some, some feel like they are compelled to do that. You know, because, you know, I've been told this morning to pray. So I, I, I have to, I think I need to go. If I say no, 
you know, pastor, will, what he will feel, you know, you know I, I need to do it. Mama said, Dada said, uncle said, my wife said, my spouse said, you feel like you need to do and then you do out of some duty, out of some compulsion. And out of some compulsion, some people take baptism, you know, because what people will think, you know, that family, that boy, that girl is not taking baptism, so I'm going to do it just for the sake of the people or the family or the surrounding. Don't you do that. Just do because uh, Jesus is telling you. Paul is telling it's not I'm just doing out of duty because they are religion. They do those things out of duties. They pray because of the duty. They pray because somebody is behind them telling them, hey, you need to fulfill these do's and don'ts. And they're doing out of all that religion and the system is telling them to do. And they do out of guilt, out of compulsion. Paul is saying, no, it's myself personally. It's my personal choice. He's saying, I'm eager. I'm ready. I'm always prepared. I'm full of it. You just make me to do that. I, it, it'll just trigger it within me. Amen. I'm eager. And how many times, you know, the time comes in our life and the opportunity comes. And somehow we want to pass on to somebody else. We think that, oh, you know, I'm not the only one. There's somebody else. There's somebody there. The sister is there. The brother is there. Let him, let her do it. But Paul said, no, no, I'm not waiting for somebody else. Church, he's telling the church. He's writing to the church. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm eager. I want to do it. Don't wait for next year, next month, next week. I'm ready today. Paul says to Timothy, another young man, be ready in season and out of season. Always be ready. If somebody give you time, as you hope that you are caring, give them the answer. Give them the hope. Give them Jesus. The culture is against church. The culture is against Christianity. But we need to rise up. Amen. We need to rise up. Be ready always. That's what the Bible is saying. Paul is telling, I'm ready with the gospel. I'm ready with the, with the, with the news that Jesus saves and Jesus set free. Amen? Amen. Read with me. Chapter 1 verse 16 further. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I could have, you know, get us some... Uh, iPad and uh, other things, um, which is cool. I have in my bag. Actually, I like that soft copy more better. Um, but I just simply, I want to carry the bigger one. I have a small, small Bible, a little one I put in my pocket. But sometimes I just carry the bigger one. It just gives me opportunity to tell them I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Praise God. It just tells me that I need to become an open public believer, pastors, leader. I need to tell them I believe in Jesus. I, I believe in that. I'm not ashamed. The culture right now is not good for the believers. When you're at work, they think when you talk about prayer, when you talk about Jesus, when you talk about Bible, they don't look at you with the good, good eye. They don't look at it, you know, you're the best. They look at it in a very different way. When you don't talk about uh, the filthy stuff they talk, they think you're different. 
they look at you as if you are wrong or they're right. When you talk about good stuff, the pure, the holy, when you talk about a living holy life, you talk about such stuff that think that you, certain things are not right with you, man. You come from different planet. This planet is for somebody else, man. And the thing that you are not living a right life, some of the culture is put in that way. And in the school and college, there's a peer pressure on the students and the, all, everybody that you need to become like us. And somehow the believers feel ashamed to call themselves believers. The church feel like, I can be good in the church, but outside I have to be somebody else because I have to live a life. Paul is telling, come on, let's become light. Let's shine. Let's shine. Let's show forth. It's a hard. It's a tough. It's not that easy. You'll be looked at different. They'll look at you, somebody who's trying to become holier than other. But that's okay. He's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. I think in the subways, in the bus, in the train, somehow the believers have to show forth. Yes, the time that we need to call ourselves, we are the believers of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Whether somebody like or not, I am the believer. I belong to Christ. I know it's not easy, but I know it's the best thing we can do. And this is something we need to do every day of our life. Rather, they impact us, we need to impact them. Before they influence us, we need to influence them. Before they bring darkness, we need to carry the light to them. Before they try to twist our ideology, theology, or philosophy, we need to impact them with the gospel. Amen? Paul's telling very clearly to the church why he's telling, which means he's telling, guys, what I'm writing to you, I'm practicing myself. I'm not ashamed. What in other words he's telling, guys, you need not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? The further the verse says that, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone. Hallelujah. Yeah, that thrills me. I come from different cultures. So, you know, that's why it thrills me more. In the Indian culture, we got a lot of philosophy. I'm telling you. Indian has a lot of philosophy. We influence the whole West. All that yoga that you do, or you see, hot yoga, pink yoga, white yoga, all that yoga come from us. <laughs> Every gym ever have it. You go to everywhere. Even in the schools. Doctors will tell you, do some yoga. Where you come from? We influence man. And all yoga is demonic. Whether you call it hot, holy, whatever you call it. It has a beginning in demons. It's a full demonic. Is telling you all the demons in the universe. I open my mind. Come in. That's what it is. The thing, the music is so good. It's so soothing. Whatever you call it, I don't care. It's inviting demons. I'm telling you. 
And some churches doing it. Some believers doing it. And all come from us. Need to, need to know something. Where it come from? What they do with it? In the Indian culture, we got a lot of philosophy, what I'm saying. They don't want to hear you preach. They want to see first. If they see, then they will hear. Yeah. And this is why Jesus is important. Paul is writing gospel that he's not ashamed of. It has a power. When you show them the power that this Jesus that we believe, this Jesus that we carry on, this Jesus that we preach about is not powerless. It has the power to heal, deliver, save, set free, change, and transform. When you give them real Jesus, they will definitely grab it. They will take it. If you just give them three-point sermon, that doesn't affect them because they got 10, 15 points. You know, Western philosophy, we have three points or seven points. They have a lot of points, and let me tell you. They don't want to hear you keep staying, preaching them. They don't care. Yeah, they will say, yeah. They don't care. They want to see first. And thank God, Jesus does miracle. Thank God, Jesus heals. Thank God, Jesus really changes the lives of people. Amen. Thank God, he's living. We don't believe a dead Jesus. He's already risen. And Paul is telling to the church, hey, this is why I'm not ashamed. Because the Jesus that I believe, it has a power. It has anointing. That's why we send missionary to the world. Because we know that wherever they go, if Jesus goes with them, something will happen. It's not just some ideas and philosophy. Oh, let me tell you, the ideas and philosophy doesn't change life. Jesus saves life. Hallelujah. It will shake you, move you. Praise be the name of the Lord. I've seen it. I've seen it. Every day we pray for some people. And every day, there's a miracle every day. We, me and my wife, that's what we do. We reach to the unreached. Our ministry is totally to the unchurched people. We don't have Christians in the, in the ethnic group that we are reaching. All they either Hindu or Sikh or somebody else. They, they don't, they're, not, they're not atheists. No, they have a lot of, lot of demons. <laughs> Let me tell you. They believe in power. They believe, they believe in supernatural. If you don't give them bigger what they have, they don't want to hear you. They want to see Jesus working in their life. It's like Moses in Egypt. He got a stick and they got some stuff too. You need to have a bigger one. You need to have a powerful than them. That's how you reach to them. This world needs Jesus who has the power, who has the anointing, who has the power to heal and set free in Jesus' name. And that power is available to every believer. Thank God it's not restricted to the pastors and missionary. It is available to all. It's for everyone. 
you call upon the name of the Lord, he shall provide that power. And Paul, that's why he's writing the church, church, I'm not ashamed because this gospel, this Jesus that I believe, it has a power. Let me tell you, walk in your, in your school, college, you, at your workplace, you think that you should be thinking, you should be believing that you are more powerful than them. The Jesus that you carry, don't you keep believing, you know, I, when I go around them, I, I somehow I fall into sin. And somehow I get, hey, you, you have more than what they have. Yeah. The one in you is more powerful than in the world. Don't go empty. I go to the non-Christians all the time. And all the time they're not like a passive. They're not like a passive. They are full of demons. <laughs> Let me tell you. I go around with them. They are full of demons. And if I don't have Jesus. Who is more powerful than them. I would have been dead long time ago. <laughs> but let me tell you. Thank God. Jesus still works in the lives of people. Yeah. Hallelujah. And Paul is telling. Hey. That's why I'm not ashamed. Because I got bigger than them. I got powerful than them. I got a most powerful anointed Jesus in me than anybody else in the world. Amen. Amen. He's, that's why he's preaching so hard. Let, let's go further, further. What he's saying. Chapter, chapter, okay, where is that chapter? I need to find that. Okay, chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. Chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. Praise God. Praise God. All right, all right. Praise God. 8 verse 38 and 39. What he's saying there? I am convinced. I'm persuaded. Very strong word. Totally convinced. Persuaded. He's telling that it's not somehow little influence and that you felt in the mission convention a little hype. No, 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 no. It's not some sort of like uh, uh, some feelings. No, no, it's more than that. He's saying, I'm so persuaded. I'm so convinced that nothing, nothing, even death, angels, darkness, principalities, nothing and no one can separate me from the love of Christ. Amen. No one. Not in church, folks. Not even pastors. Not even angels from heaven. No one can separate me from my Jesus. There's a sad story. Some people get saved every year. In every mission convention they get saved. And it's the same people sometimes. And pastors get happy. Oh my God. This person saved. And they get lost again. And the next year they get saved. And they keep getting saved and lost and saved and lost. Paul said, nothing and no one. No one. Don't blame somebody. Don't blame the situation. Don't blame the friends, family, church, or pastors or, or choir people. Don't blame nobody. He's telling no one. No one in this world. Nothing of this world will separate me from my Jesus Christ. That's your personal 
Don't blame on somebody. Don't tell somebody because of him or her, I left Christ, I got lost, I got backslided. Don't tell to no one because it's yours and your Jesus is between you and him personal. This is just a celebration place. Your real Christianity is within you and with your God and that's personal. It's a personal choice, personal commitment. You have your own Bible, read it. You have own everything you're on. Don't tell to somebody. This is just celebration place, you know, place where you celebrate, where you become happy, clappy, and you do whatever you want. But he's telling, my personal choice, I know, I'm convinced, I'm persuaded fully. No, no doubt. No fraction of doubt of nothing. Fully convinced in mind, soul, spirit, body. Totally, I'm persuaded that none can separate me from the love of Christ. <laughs> totally. Full commitment, 100%. Jesus doesn't need a cold believers. He's very passionate. You know, somebody asked him. He said, listen, I want you to serve your God with all your heart. With all your soul, with all your strength. I don't need 50%, 70%. He said 100%. Yeah. That's what he said. I need passionate, full of zeal, that kind of people. I need a full commitment. That's what he's saying. Praise God. How much time I have? Okay. I'm persuaded that I got more minutes. Praise. Somebody told me, you preach short sermon, you shall be called back. <laughs> All right. Chapter 11, verse 13. Very powerful. Romans chapter 11, verse 13. I had my PowerPoint. I, don't, I purposefully did not give you. I want you to write and read and look for yourself. Okay, chapter 11, verse 13. Paul is saying that I speak to you, Gentile, as much as to the... Uh, Others an apostle of a Gentile, praise God, amen, praise God. What he's saying? All the letters that he write, he always tells, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. He always talk about his calling. Always he write about who is he. You read most of his letters. I, an apostle of Jesus Christ, even here he mentioned, why he's mentioning his calling? Because he's so sure about who is he. Sometimes being in church and living in church, being a follower of Christ, and we live so long and then we don't even know who we are. And we don't know and every now and then we keep switching things and switching calling and vision and sometimes the vision looks like a television because you keep changing channel, uh, you, you're not, you don't know what you are and then you keep changing you know, one channel and then next to another channel and next month another channel. So it's not a vision, it's a television. Okay? Be sure who you are. Okay? Don't keep switching. Like some people change their personality. They were somebody else and then they became somebody else. You know what I mean to say. They don't know they are, you know, in between or whatever you call it. <laughs> All right. They don't know. Okay, Paul is telling, I'm an apostle. I know who I am. Who are these apostles? Apostles are the people, who, we call it the pioneers. 
who go in the places where nobody else has gone. That's a hard place. Preaching to the Christians is sometimes so easy because they know when to shout hallelujah. But he's telling an apostle, one who goes where no one else goes. Preaching to the person who never heard the gospel. Preaching to the person who doesn't want to believe in Jesus. Preaching to the person who doesn't like church or church folks. So preaching to such people is a kind of ministry of apostleship. Because you will reaching to the unreached and going to the places where nobody else has gone before you. And that's his calling. And you must know what you are called for. And if you know what you call for, don't sit down. If you know what you call for, just move in. Just go ahead, move in. Somebody told me from the Acts of Apostles, it's written that until you receive the Holy Spirit, do not move. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, do not sit. All right? Because you know that you are filled, you are anointed, you have calling. Now keep moving. And once you are calling, don't just waste your time. Because you're waiting for somebody else to push you, pull you, and beg you, brother, please play your guitar, please, please, be without you, I can't do it. No, no, no. If you have some gifting, talents, and calling, just move in. Start using. Don't wait for people to push and pull and tell you if you know who you are, start working on that. Work on your gifting, stir up your gift, prepare, plan, participate, do something. Okay, last thing before I go. Okay, praise God. All right. Romans 16, 19. Paul is saying, praise God. For your obedience and come aboard unto all men. I'm glad. This was Paul. This is something different. Okay. You know, Paul is saying, after doing all that, after preaching, after all that sacrifices and being a bold believer of Christ, I'm glad. Hallelujah. Sometimes when we sacrifice so much, we feel like, you know, I need a sympathy of everybody. <laughs> Paul is saying, that I'm not one of them who look for sympathy. Oh, please sympathize with me. I had a lot of persecution and people beating me up and I was so this and that. And come and help me hear my sad story. I'm so, you know, needy, all that. No, 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 no. He's saying, I'm glad. Like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. So there are sad believers, there are mad believers, or there's a glad one. Praise God, who you are. You tell somebody, let's go to the mission conference. Sometimes they become sad and others become mad. <laughs> because they had a plan. <laughs> you know, come on, you don't tell me. I had a plan. I, 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 I could go somewhere. Paul said, I'm glad. Yeah. Are you glad that you are found in the house of God this morning? Yeah. Are you glad that you found Jesus? Yeah. Are you a glad? Are you happy? Because that's what we are. Because Jesus found us, we are glad. Because we are different, anointed, set apart, believer of Christ, we are glad that we are not lost, we are found in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's rise up. Let's all stand on our feet. Let's talk to Jesus. Let's talk to him. I'm glad I don't know about you. I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm still not in sin or in those worldly stuff. Jesus had mercy, saved me.
when I could not my religion could not Jesus saved me I'm glad he found me I'm happy that I'm found in Christ and Christ found me and took me saved me cleansed me and found me that I could be his thank you Jesus let's open our mouth thank him for what he has done thank thank him for all that he's doing thank him what he can do in your life he's good god living powerful anointed everlasting transforming life changing you will never be the same again if you really if you taste him you receive him you will never be the same something will happen in your life all things will pass away everything become new in jesus father we pray holy spirit we welcome you jesus we invite you speak to us talk to us stir us move us shake us do what you have never done before lord this morning we dedicate we we surrender this morning touch somebody in a very different way move and shake change things transform if somebody is struggling to come out from those stuff of the world father i pray that something fresh may take place this morning something new may take place something new let them let them be persuaded that jesus is the best thing they can receive father i pray that the heart of sharing the gospel heart of knowing that we we are commanded we are commissioned we are tetter if we don't share what jesus did in our life father doing us change and transform i pray this morning something fresh may take place in the lives of people lord bless your people bless hallelujah would you lift up your hands and for one moment just one moment it's a posture of surrendering to jesus it's a posture when we say jesus take take me receive me bless me change me transform me do something different i surrender because i know that what you can do i cannot do in my own strength something fresh may take place father in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god i pray and pronounce blessing upon your church upon your people because you are a god a savior's redeemer everlasting father lord i pray that touch heal somebody touch somebody transfer somebody change the life change the ideas in the heart soul and mind something fresh may take place you have seen the hands and hearts change do something fresh when the blessing flow the healing flow if somebody feel weak sick in jesus name i speak the healing flow right now 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 in jesus name healing flow healing flow healing flow be healed in jesus name be healed in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah any demonic influence any negativity anything that bothers to somebody anything that brings a kind of depression anxiety in the name of jesus christ i command to the spirit of anxiety and depression come out 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 from the people 
in Jesus name be free right now be free in Jesus name be free in Jesus name be free in Jesus name be blessed be blessed in Jesus name father we bless you Holy Spirit we thank you Jesus we thank you hallelujah God we thank you Holy Spirit we thank you we surrender we give into your hand hallelujah God thank you Holy Spirit thank you hallelujah hallelujah glory glory to God hallelujah you're a good God you're a good God you're good you're living you're powerful how you're gracious you're merciful I thank you God thank you Jesus thank you sweet Jesus thank you holy Jesus thank you powerful Jesus thank you thank you Lord hallelujah we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise hallelujah hallelujah taking the time to listen to this sermon. We pray it blesses and encourages your life.